This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today. Dine Local SD, serving up the latest in the San Diego culinary world with a pinch of history. Yay! We are live on the Dine Local SD podcast number 58. I am here with this really fun crew, Jessica and Dave and Waite, and Christopher Logan. Hello. Hey. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but we are going to serve up the latest in the San Diego culinary world with a pinch of history. That sounds good, right? Yeah. Sure. That's our tagline. Yeah. We're doing it. Um, sweet. So this is going to be so much fun because you guys are all so interesting. And I didn't even know that this was a thing. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> very recently, this is a thing. Yeah. 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 So um, how long ago did you two open <clears throat> Wrench and Rodent? Just five years. Wow. Yeah. Just about five years. We didn't celebrate our five year, but I think it just happened. Okay. <laughs> so. You should do yeah. a belated five years. We celebrate every day. Yeah. Oh, I like that. <laughs> awesome. And that's in Oceanside for <laughs> anyone who doesn't know. And if you don't know, you should know. So now you know. Um, and attached to it is the wet noodle. Mm-hmm. And then what do you guys have coming up on the radar here? This. Uh, this. Yeah, this. this thing. Uh, <laughs> so we have been wanting to do something that is a little bit more plant-focused, so plant-based. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, locally focused, like our other two concepts. And so David and I had been working on that for a while. And then we started chatting with Chris. What was it? Probably... I don't know, a couple months ago, couple, <laughs> six months maybe. ago. Yeah. Chris, Five years ago. Yeah, who knows? who knows? We've been running the, I mean, he's been a source of advisement to us for quite a while now. And so he'd come in and we'd talk about it. And then he seemed, we started talking about it a little bit more and started to get interested in the concept. So awesome. uh, we decided to partner the three of us on a project we will be calling The Plot. Fun. Yes. And it's a, <laughs> it's a plant-based concept with a zero-waste ethos. So we're going to do as much as we can to keep everything out of landfill. Perfect. Any wow. thoughts on that, guys? Any additions? What I miss? I, you know, that's why you're the CEO. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Hey. I'll take it. <laughs> cool. And I read that it's like you're doing catering mm-hmm. right now with it. Yeah. We really just kind of wanted to start getting it out there sure. while we were looking for a location. Yeah. So we've just been building our catering. We've just slowly been building that. But it's it's a great opportunity to kind of see what people are looking for. Absolutely. Plus, we've had a lot of great feedback from the community about what they want in a plant-based restaurant concept. Very cool. I love that. Um, and then, well, I want to ask you more about that later, but you just reminded me of something. You said the community. And I was like, oh, I really want to ask how, in your opinions, how Oceanside has changed from five years ago when you guys got in there until now. Because it seems like, from an outsider looking in, it seems like a world of difference. Um, and it, it, when I think about the Oceanside food scene, I think about the word community. Mm-hmm. So um, I saw that David was like, someone filmed you like rolling an ice chest like down the street on a skateboard. <laughs> and, like, there's a new Peruvian restaurant. Yeah. And, and so like, what's going on up in Oceanside? David, you want to take that one? All sorts of fun stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's really, um, I mean, San Diego in general is, you know, over the last couple of years is, has blown my mind. But, you know, dri- driving home at night from, you know, 
from work to home. Yeah. There's the whole strip and you drive past all of it. And there's people, people out walking around you know, on a Tuesday night, not wow. just on a Saturday night. Um, I think the thing with Oceanside is we're all friends. It's yeah. like a, it's like a family, mm-hmm. you know, somebody new comes to town and, you know, everybody kind of goes in there and supports them. And yeah. like, um, and, uh, you know, a lot of us hang out together when we're not at restaurants. And, cool. Um, I think that's really, um, kind of energized it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it, something like that happens, that energy attracts more people. Definitely. And, uh, yeah. It, and then the nucleus of the farm too. I think yeah. we can't like under, um, What's the word? Value. Value. Thank you. <laughs> the, the benefit, the value that Luke has, um, Luke and his family have contributed to our community awesome. with Cyclops, Cyclops Farms. Yeah. yeah. Because that just kind of brings people together and, you know, the farm dinners and. Yeah. It gives us a meeting spot. Sure. You know, uh, inspiration zone. Yeah. You know, like if you're feeling a little dry, you just drive up the hill and stand up there for five minutes. Yeah. And like, yeah you're ready to go. Good. Yeah. It's, it's pretty nice up there. Cool. I've never been, so I'll have to check it out. You got to. Yeah. And uh, and how has the like the the food community has really you know uh, I want to say rallied around, but that sounds like they there was a need to, but like has been really excited and supportive of the Oceanside food community. How have you noticed like just Oceanside consumers in general? Like you said, they're walking around. Like, do you feel like the the tastes of Oceanside are changing, and it's less pizza and fish tacos, and people are more willing to try some like more interesting cuisines or have you, or what do you think? I definitely think you can take more risks in Oceanside. Mm -hmm. Oceanside was always a bit more of a sleeper. Yeah. And even when it was, um, you know, uh, I guess you could call it one of the poorer cities. Sure. Sandy, you know, uh, that's a bad word for it. Rougher. Yeah. I mean, what, what it really was is that people up there just spent less money on appearance. Yeah. And postcode. And they, seem to value the experiences more than mm-hmm. having the things. Yeah. So there was, you know, th- there, you know, they spent that on things like eating out and having experiences and, you know, maybe instead of eating out <laughs> on Saturday, they eat out three times a week. Yeah. So like even back in, in 2004 with our last restaurant, it was mind blowing how the people in Oceanside just really wanted Cool. cool food. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we still like pizza and burritos. Of you know? course. <laughs> who, who does? Who does? Yeah. But, um, <laughs> you know, um, it, you know, it d- definitely, definitely not what one would think, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you, now that you have people coming from all over the place, yeah. you know, that, um, and then, you know, another thing is, is people in Oceanside support people in Oceanside. Right. So they're, you know, Happy really, for the hometown heroes. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. definitely loyal, supportive bunch up yeah. there. Well, and that's what I love so much too. Is so many of those business owners are people we know. We see yeah. them out and about. They, you know, they own homes in Oceanside. They're right. not just coming in to Oceanside now because. And then there's people coming in because they see it as a viable, you know, sure. business prospect. But so many of the business owners are people who are in the community, and we see them all over the place shopping at Fraser yeah. Farms or Cream of the Crop. You know, and, yeah. and it's cool. It's it just feels right up there right now. Very cool. I got to spend more time up there. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so you are back to scooching on back to the plot. Uh-huh. Um, you guys are currently looking for a location. Mm-hmm. Are you looking in Oceanside? Maybe. What would give you that idea? I know. Right? <laughs> like, I'm just trying to figure it out. We uh, would love to do our first location yeah. in Oceanside. Um, there's, I mean, there's definitely right now it's, it's slim pickings up there. There's, yeah. you know, a lot of people want to move into that area and there's, 
But I think, I mean, what do you guys think? Are you still pretty sold on Oceanside for our first concept? If it works out, yeah. 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 And it's going to work out. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Love your attitude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so you said it's plant-based. Mm-hmm. You're vegan. Yes. Are you two? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just wanted to check. I thought I knew the answer, but I wasn't the answer sure. you were looking for. Um, so what is it like? Oh, look. Um, hi, Richard and Roger and Chef Anthony Sensei. Oh, hi, guys. Um, hey, guys. <laughs> So what is it like? I'm curious. And and I'm curious for a few reasons. One is, you know, I was working at Tribute Pizza and Matt, the owner, was raised a vegetarian. He's always been vegetarian. And so the pizza menu there, everything is plant-based with option to add meat, right. which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Like, and That's I really thought it cool. was cool. And he was like, That's how it should be. You know, because yeah. like the different perspective. Right yeah. I like him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like when I was doing the brunch menu, it was like, oh, we should have a classic American breakfast. And I was like, oh, yeah, like eggs and bacon. And they were like, there's no bacon in class. Like the yeah. perception was yeah. so like, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, for you guys, your classic American breakfast does not include bacon. Yeah. So creating a menu for plant-based and no waste, like what – and I want to ask both of you guys separately so you guys can take turns. What What is the creative process like for you guys? Because there's kind of this thing with like vegan – there's a – I've heard, I don't know if it's true, but like some plant-based people don't want to eat stuff that resembles or looks like or tastes like or mimics meat. Right. And so like, I'm curious to get your guys' take on like what, what it's like with the creative process of designing a plant-based menu. You, you can go first. If you well, I mean, <laughs> first off, as far as I eat everything, yeah. I do love plants. Yeah. And, you know, even when I, you know, that I, I, I probably don't, you know, I crave steak every now and then Mm -hmm. and you know less and less these days sure but you know that'll be a portion properly you know with a nice big pile of veggies on the side and i don't want those veggies to be an afterthought Mm -hmm. and whatever starch goes and i'm just as stoked on those mashed potatoes yeah you know um and that's just kind of how how i've always eaten um and uh i mean i i think the veggies can be the center of the plate um creatively i've had I think I think the thing for me, and I, I I'm getting off, but I, no, I'll okay. get right back <laughs> onto the point. You know, <laughs> the thing for me is some of the most mind blowing meals I've had have been veggies mm-hmm. because the expectation's not there. Mm. Like when you're ordering bacon, I mean, you know it's going to be damn good. It's bacon, <laughs> yeah. But there's no, there's not that surprise. There's not sure. that like you know, wow, what, what was that? With veggies, you know, you're going in, you're like, okay, well, this is veggies, but like, and that's when the chef's ability really shines, yeah. you know, like, I mean, I, I'm pretty proud of my bacon, but I know that that doesn't make me special, right, you know? Right. Um, so, and and then you look at the meat replacements, mm-hmm. and I do think that there's going to be room on the menu for things that are satisfying. Sure. Um, I mean, even some of the craziest stuff at Wrench and Rodent, it ties back to comfort food in some sort of way. Yeah. Because... That's taking us back to our childhood, mm-hmm. whatever it is, you know, that's always got a, got a spot modernizing, um, taking some risks with it and, uh, you know, doing playful kind of flamboyant versions of stuff like that, you know, always works. Um, yeah. as far as the fake meats go, there's, there's people out there already doing that mm-hmm. and they're doing it well. Um, I know, you know, I can speak for Jess and then um, people with plant-based diets that come in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Most of the people that I've um, been lucky enough to feed 
probably aren't too stoked on eating something that bleeds. Right. Yeah. Whether it's real blood or not. Sure. Um, but that's, you know, everybody's different. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I kind of want to focus on just doing really cool stuff with plants. Yeah. Um, because that's just where, that's what gets me excited. Yeah. Cool. You know? I love it. Yeah. Christopher. <laughs> so for me, and, and this is kind of, I, I've been doing this my, my whole life and, you know, vegetables were always a side. Mm-hmm. They were always something. I mean, from even being a kid, it was just like nobody featured eat your beef. No, it's eat your vegetables. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that for me that is exciting that gets me excited about this is rethinking the way that I do everything. Yeah. And it's not, uh, you know, eight ounces or 12 ounces of protein. Well, okay, maybe it's going to be. A starch, mm-hmm. and I'm going to do it a way that I've been doing it my whole life. But I have to make it creative in a way that doesn't have any animal anything. Sure. And it's not that I am going to totally abandon that in my life, right? But as you know, you progress on life, you know things change. Mm-hmm. And, and right now, what a unique thing to do to take all the things from way back now and make it new mm-hmm. with something that's always been there, yeah, in a new way that is going to appeal to the masses without making, you know, a fake uh, beefy burger. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. And there's nothing wrong with a beefy burger, sure. except that why not, I don't know, why don't you just grill some mushrooms or something? Yeah, you know? yeah, try and just, something different. And just be great food. Yeah. Great food, no matter what, is great. And, you know, if you want to be so anti this or anti that, I'm just into great eating. Yeah. And I always have been, and flavors are paramount in everything that I do. Mm-hmm. And what I believe that we're going to do is just, we're going to turn things upside down, you yeah. know? So instead of from, what's that, uh, tail to snout, we're going to be stem to root. Cool. You know? I like it. Why not? Yeah. Um, and so that that actually reminds me of, like, the no-waste component. And I remember, you know, eating a banana peel at Rent and Rodent and be like, whoa, this is amazing, you know? And like, um, and I remember thinking about that dish in particular, which I think was a banana peel taco or something of the sort, and thinking like, why why do we as a society decide that things are not edible, right? And like in other cultures, even in like primates, like they're eating the whole thing, you know? And um, so that was a really interesting concept for me to think about and just like, okay, like, what else are we throwing away that's technically edible? And, like, why are we throwing it away? And so with when you say, like, the no-waste component of the plot, I assume that you're talking about, you know, stems and roots and mm-hmm. leaves and stuff of that sort. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm gonna, actually, I was going to segue, but no. I, I, <laughs> and so, like, from, um, from a chef perspective, right. I have a question for you after this. I'm sorry. No, you're totally fine. <laughs> um, I'm your answers. Like, what... What advice do you have for people who want to cook more no waste or utilize more parts of the plant and they don't really know where to start or it's uncomfortable? So uh, part of, for me, as you were saying that, and I'm thinking, you know, one of the things that every chef is measured on or or they should be measured on are their costs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the things going way back in is whatever's in the trash is not going on a plate. Mm -hmm. And that's just money. And if you can learn how to utilize all of the, Byproduct, you know, when sure. you're, you're peeling a carrot, 
you know, are you peeling the carrot because it doesn't look good? Right. And then what are you doing with it? Yeah. Well, it should be going into stock or you should make it slaw or you should be doing whatever, pureeing it. Sure. Well, now it's kind of like your imagination, you're only as good as your imagination and what you can produce. Mm-hmm. And if you cannot use your imagination to produce those results, you're just kind of stuck in that box. And what I see with most people is that they don't want to step out of their comfort zone. Right. You know, they just want to use the nice broccoli florets. Well, you know, if if you peel the stock and you shave that, it makes great slow. Or you do stir fry or you do whatever you want with mm-hmm. it. The leaves. I mean, I saw my friend making, you know, stuff with broccoli leaves. Well, nobody thinks about that. Well, go out to the farm and pick that. Yeah. And if you try it, think of what you can do with it. Sure. So. Cool. Sorry, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's rad. And then there's like the, uh, you know, well, why are you doing it that way? Well, this is the way we've always done it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and there's, you know. Uh, no disrespect to tradition of because course. what we do, I mean, I have more respect for that, you know, but enough respect to allow those traditions to evolve with the times. And some of those, yeah. attri- uh, some of those, they've evolved away from what we used to do anyway. So mm-hmm. yeah. good advice to anybody who's looking to get into um, no waste cooking is look to other cultures where they mm. have a different set of taboos. Our yeah. taboos in this society are a little bit twisted. Uh-huh. Um, and then um, look to the past also mm-hmm. in yeah. our own society. You'll see a lot of that stuff in old cookbooks. Yeah. Like sometimes yeah. when I'm in a rut, I'll look to the past and, you know, like Chef was talking about making something that's old, new again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all there. It's cool. all been done before. You know, yeah. like you just got to like do the work to find it. Yeah. You know? Awesome. Awesome answer. Uh, Sume from previously from Saffron was in here the other day and she like ordered specially for this cooking thing that she was doing and she wanted cilantro with roots. Mm -hmm. And so we're like, Oh, here they are. And she's like, okay, pick out the ones with the biggest roots. And I'm like looking at them, like they all kind of look the same, you know? I'm like, <laughs> oh, like this yeah, one. Yeah. And she's like, no, no, no. And, and I was like, oh, this is fun. Like to see the master, you know? And it was like as simple as like, give me the biggest roots. And I'm like, the longest, like the fattest. <laughs> like, what are you looking for here? Because I don't know what you're doing with it. Right. And so like, I don't, I don't think I'm doing this right, you know? <laughs> right. What did she do with it? Uh, she was making, she was making like a paste out of it, and I don't know. Yeah. She's she was, so awesome. She, yeah, yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah. you got to use the roots. Like, then everyone yeah. throws this away. I'm like, yeah. cool. And then I was like, I want to, like, spend a month with you. Yeah. Um, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so also on the no waste front, um, is it also a nod at, like, uh, a more eco-green kind of restaurant there's a lot of talk with like the straw ban and the this yeah, and the that 100% yeah. and that's when we say zero waste ethos it's just because there's it's so hard to call yourself zero waste totally and, and we don't ever want to claim anything I mean people call us farm to table at Wrench and Run they call us you know zero waste we're not we're not 100% anything but we're yeah. every day we're trying to be better and well, that's what we want to do for the rest of our lives with mm-hmm. our businesses so this is a natural evolution yeah it's a lot easier to do that with um, a plant-based concept. A lot of the packing and stuff that you mm. need for protein, we're not going to need for plants. Yeah. I mean, there was one farm that was bringing um, their lettuce to us in plastic bags and then a box. And we said, can you just leave out the plastic bags and bring us yeah. in the box? And they're like, sure, this yeah. is awesome. We don't need to, you know. Right. And so it's easy. It's little steps like that. Um, so, yeah, taking plastic. I mean, we won't have – currently we don't have plastic straws at our, our restaurants. Sure. Um, we're paper straws upon request and all of that. So we're just kind of going through and checking all those boxes. Very um, cool. So as much as possible, yeah. yes to everything. Let's just do this right. Like, I mean, no compromise. Let's yeah. imagine the best version of a business right now, a sustainable, mm. conscientious business, and let's just do it. Yeah. That's, that's kind of it. our goal. I love it. Cool. And then um, kind of switching subjects here. Uh, so you guys already have two restaurants. 
and a catering side. Uh, for each of you, I want all different answers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't. I only ever have like one person. Yeah, it's like fun. I'm like, this oh, is like your turn. Yeah. No. Um, how do you how do you balance it all? I mean, and I I've been asking this question to every podcast guest, like, how do you do it? And it was interesting because I just read a thing on you know on Facebook because that's like what I do in my spare time. Um, and it was someone had asked a a writer like. How do you how do you balance it all with, you know, work and family? And her response was like, I think this is a valid question and I understand why you're asking it to me, but I won't answer it until male writers start getting asked the same question. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I like that because it's always yeah. like this idea of like, well, how do you balance it with the kids? You know, and it's like, how about just life? Like, how do you balance your life? You <laughs> exactly. know? Um, so, yeah. How do you do that? It's funny you say it with the kids because David, out of the two of us, he right. has three boys, yeah. and then they're my stepsons. But he takes so much of the responsibility, so that's actually you know flipped. The yeah. roles are flipped here. Um, for me, it's just about doing everything I'm passionate about and finding a way to make it work. Cool. Um, I've been working my way through school. I'm almost done with that, so I can set that aside. Yeah. Um, very good food foundation. I've been very active in, and that's something I'm so passionate about, and I love that opportunity to do that work. Yeah. And then the restaurants and the catering, and that's all about just... I mean, sometimes I describe it as whack-a-mole, that game. <laughs> Have you played that game? I used to work that <laughs> so, game when I worked at SeaWorld. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping I'm working this game, but you yeah. know, I know that's not the, the right way to do it because you're yeah. supposed to, you know act and not react but I mean at the same time it's about prioritization so mm-hmm. sometimes it is whack-a-mole because you're just choosing what the highest priorities are um, yeah. catering I do all the administrative side and the booking and a lot of the sales on the catering side yeah. of things um, restaurants I've gotten to a point where I have such a strong team at the restaurants I'm so grateful for everyone who works with us because I can step away now yeah. and you know and I pop back in and I you know poke at things a little bit but I really they're doing a great job so that's that's I think that's the number one thing I say is just build your team and dig your trenches and just have a really strong group. Of cool. Stuff. Yeah. What about you? Probably going to say the same um, thing. <laughs> but I don't know. People, people who don't do it will, will look at it, and, you know, how do you do it or, you know, how hard is yeah. it doing it? You know, the one thing that's harder is not doing it. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you were born to do it, yeah. you just do it. That's your life, yeah. you know. Um, and I've had periods where I've not done it. Mm-hmm. And we all we all have those yeah. brief periods, and like you think it's going to be cool, yeah. And you end up like, dude, for me, it didn't last long, right? And I had good things going on, mm-hmm. you know, probably easier, happier, more financially rewarding for yeah. some areas, and I was miserable. Yeah, it's like you know, you just you just yeah, you do it. I mean, I've been really fortunate <clears throat> now to spend more time with my kids because mm-hmm. the first twenty years of my career, it. You know, it didn't weddings, funerals. Sure. There was no. Yeah. I mean, I, I just had to focus, and there was nothing. It's my. It's, it's kind of sounds bad to say it, but I don't really regret that. Right. You know, like yeah. there's things that you know I kind of you know it would have been nice to have my cake and eat it too. Sure. But like that's where I was at, and yeah. you know, and the forces around me understand that. So now that my kids are a little, you know, out of those twenty years, my my oldest son is fourteen. Okay. So. You know, now that they're at that age and the teenage years are so important, you know, yeah. I'm able to like be there and try totally. to be more of a, maybe a little alternative and different, yeah. but a, a somewhat positive yeah. role model. And when, when you look at restaurant growth, like there's two things going on, you know, there's like, you know, we're definitely very hands-on, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you know, we have an amazing team. Yeah. And if you don't continue to challenge that team yeah. and give them opportunities... They'll go somewhere else. Yeah. And and that's cool. And it, if 
they ever do, I, I will probably be their best customers. Right. right. And because it's just so awesome what, you know, and some of them were kids when they came to me. Yeah. And, you know, I can't, you know, I'm so proud of them. The only logical step mm-hmm. is to create these opportunities that empower them yeah. and let them have their dreams too. Because like you, you go to do things like this and it's not just about making your own right. dreams come true. Yeah. You know, exactly. I did that, you know, and it's rewarding when your dreams come true, but it's even more rewarding when you're helping other people achieve yeah. theirs, you know? Definitely. So that's a big part of it for me. Cool. Hmm. <clears throat> next, well, sir. for me, mm-hmm. I'm in a different spot. And, and the reason I'm going to say it this way is I've been doing this for over four decades. And <laughs> what I'm jacked about for this is newness mm-hmm. and change. And, and you're only as, as old or as stifled in your growth as you are in your mind. Mm. And I really believe that with new things come new growth and new experiences. And I'm going to utilize everything that I've done before to make this the best it could possibly be. Sure. And have the energy of my constituents, <laughs> <laughs> but the experience of my of coffee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of it. You know, so, I mean, you know, my, my look at it is that you do what you do because that's what it, you are. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've never, you know, part of what David said was that, you know, I, I missed a lot. Yeah. But I didn't. I sure. just had so much more. Yeah. And it was different. So, I mean, you know, kind of starting a concept and, and opening a restaurant or restaurants. Wink, wink. Rest- nudge, yeah, nudge. Restaurants. Yeah. It's, it's all about newness and, and doing it because you know how to do it. Yeah. And it's not about being arrogant or uh, obtuse. It's about these are the things that have already not worked. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of like that, that adage that you only are as good as your failures. Mm. Well, life is going to throw those things at you no matter what it's just how you handle it and i think that this is the right time to be doing the right thing with the right people cool you know awesome great great (laughs) so many good i'm like it's funny i'm taking notes and it's not for like to ask you questions it's like personal like journal entry notes i'm like must talk about this to myself i love that um kind of piggybacking on what you said what what is your advice to young people who want to get into the industry, whether it's front of house, serving, cooking? You know, there's, I, I hear it's two sided, right? There's like so many people right now that are like, I'm going to open a restaurant. And then there's like, on the other hand, a crisis of people who, you know, we can't hire enough people. Like, what, what is your advice to people who are tiptoeing around the industry or like curious about it, but don't know if it's for them? Hmm. If there's even that question, just don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I agree. If the question's not there, then, but like for me, is don't be scared to ask for help. Mm -hmm. You know, Uh, Chef's not like a new person in in my life. He's been there the whole time with Wrench and Roden. Yeah. And I've called him late night sometimes. I got got Keith, I got James, I got every chef I ever used to work for. And I spent those years, it's not just learning as much as you can, it's building that network, which Mm -hmm. is the support group. And sometimes, you know, the only people that understand us are other cooks. Yeah. You know, there's like just, you know, um, and, you know, learn from others. Like, you know, my any 
anything that I've done well, I, mean, I might be the face. Sure. But there's the people that I look up to mm-hmm. and the team underneath supporting me. Yeah. And without those, there's nothing. The middle doesn't. Just the guy in the middle. You yeah, know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I definitely think that um, also just the passion component of it, like having a reason that you're doing it. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's an industry where I'm sure some people can make money off of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we've, we've some, some theoretically type of person, yeah. <laughs> you know, but at the same time, like this is not the industry I would have gone in had I just wanted to make a buck. Right. And this was, you know, I didn't even think I wanted to go into this industry. Yeah. And what we ended up doing, you know, it started with me trying to support my husband's dream or then, you know, boyfriend actually, sure. Beyonce. And then just realizing that it is such a great platform for everything I believe in Mm. that I want to keep building it. And so I think like any of our team that comes in, I mean, the people who find us usually come to us for a reason. It's because they care. You know, they heard what we're doing. They want to know more. Um, But I think if you're going into this industry, make sure there's a real reason that you're doing it. And Mm -hmm. because it's going to take so much from you. It's going to give you so much, but it's going to take so much too. And you have to be ready to withstand that and have a reason to, to hang on. Cool. You know, kind of oh, people that watch other people be successful don't understand what it took for them to get to where they were. Sure. And, you know, everybody wants a shortcut. I don't want to say everybody. A lot of people want those shortcuts and they're thinking, well, if I just buy this and then I do this, you know, I can make a really good brownie. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to open up a bake shop. And, I'm, and then from there, what I'm going to do is I'm going to serve coffee. Mm-hmm. And they don't realize that now you need somebody to serve the coffee while you're making the brownies. Right. Because it's like, oh, my God, I have to have somebody else to help me. And then you hire, like, this first person walks in and you realize they have no people skills. Yeah. And then you're upset with them and your people skills come to that, like, nothing's working. Yeah. You know? And yeah. it's like, all right, so what happened to that dream? Well, the dream just, you know, went by the wayside. I've always loved this business. I, I it, it has done some amazing things. It has got me to where I am in my life today, and it has been some of the worst times ever. Yeah. But not enough to make me stop. Right. And what I love about that is family and the sense of, I mean, people that I worked with 20 years ago, 30 years ago, we're still in contact. Mm-hmm. I mean, guys I went to school with. Yeah. You know, it's kind of... Like they're kind of like downsiding and I'm kind of like building up. Right. Because I, I just think that it's um, – I'm learning – I learn stuff yeah. all the time from everybody around me and it, it's just amazing. So if I can share what I have and still learn things, why stop? Yeah. So – but that's me. Yeah. You know, so advice to anybody out there that wants to start, you know, pay your dues. You know, go sure. go wash dishes. And I tell you, you know – there are so many things you can learn about a business by washing dishes that mm-hmm. nobody mm-hmm. understands. You know, what's selling? What's, what, how's your menu mix? You want to look at the plates that are coming back. Yeah. If you can't figure that out by doing that, plus the other financial aspects of, of that. Sure. You know. Yeah. Sorry. Cool. Yeah, no. Good stuff. Yeah. I'm a really good dishwasher. Uh, yeah. I pride myself on it. I'm like so good at it. I'm a horrible dishwasher. I'm not going to lie. I'll, I'll go in this try to like sneak in and wash something really fast. And the dishwasher just like stare at me like, Jess, what are you doing? And I'll have yeah. water everywhere. Yeah. And I'll be like covered in like two seconds. Oh, I get really so, into it. Yeah, it's, 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 it's He's all, good at it too. It's, all, it's, yeah. it's like rhythmic, you know? It's like yeah. therapeutic. You're going to do all the plates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Last question, but it's kind of a big gun. Hmm. Um, so we were just chatting by the Jumbotron earlier about... Uh, I love the Jumbotron. The Jumbotron. <laughs> they <Jason> really <laughs> likes it. <laughs> so great. Uh, we were chatting about this 
need or desire or concept of like just flipping the whole restaurant industry on its head and just being like, let's look at everything. Kind of like if you, it's all a microcosm, right? Like mm-hmm. look at a banana and be like, I'm going to use this peel. Like look at the uh. whole industry and be like, how can we really just whoop, <laughs> yeah. flip it up and do things different? Um, and I don't even know what I'm trying to ask. I just realized I don't have an actual question. I just wanted to keep the conversation <laughs> yeah, going. I like that. But like what, you know, there, there is, we just saw tacos, Del Gordo like closed because they can't, they don't have enough workers and like there's all the labor things going on and, and a shortage and then tipping and like there's so much noise about the restaurant industry right now and what do you think I guess here's the question what do you think it's going to take to like get it back on track or like get make it more cohesive or make it less it's it feels chaotic right now where it's working really well for a few people and it seems it feels like it's a big struggle right now for a lot of places Mm -hmm. and it's not just in san diego like i think it's all over um and so like there's you know some of the the things i've i've heard from other guests or like jason mcleod was like uh we we have to like build people up you know, and like we have to really get like kind of what you're saying, like give others opportunities. And like mm-hmm. when you have someone, even if they're a dishwasher, it's like if if they're committed to you, like yeah. give them a chance at busing and then give them a chance at serving. And, you know, like do you guys have any ideas for like what that you're willing to share? Like what? No, you know, you have to share. Yeah. 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 Because if you don't, you just. Right. Sorry, I, I, I don't know. If- if no. you can say dirty words, too. Yes, you can. <laughs> I do. I'm just a douche, you know, so. Yeah. Well, I think it's funny. When you have a, a product that's being sold, and there's obviously, you know, San Diego, I've said it before. I think I've said it in this room before. San Diego's a hard one because people are already paying so much to mm. live here. Yes. That, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, everybody's got their own budget, you know. I mean, ultimately... You know, the easiest fix for the restaurant industry would be people just need to start spending more money on food. Sure. You know, but be that's a very, uh, that's an extremely one sided, mm. you know, and, um, you know, somewhere reality comes into the mix. Yeah. You know, it has to be something that works for everybody. Right. Um, to make that happen, there's going to have to be a lot of outside of the box yeah. thinking, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I think rather than changing the basics, I think we need to stick to the, mm. the, the fundamentals sure. a little more, you know, get good people, yeah. take good care of them. Yeah. Um, you don't necessarily have to offer, you know, talk about cost. Well, cost and value are two different things. Sure. Do everything you can to offer value. Mm-hmm. That's where like being a chef is so much more than just making your favorite dishes and putting them on a list yeah. and hoping they sell. I mean, I know you've dealt with that on a high functioning level and I'm, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I mean, it's it, that's our reality. But sure. so many of us don't have to, you know, um, it, there's just ways around it. Yeah. You know? And I think it's something that we all kind of learn mm-hmm. as we as we go along because that, that forces us uh, into it. I think, you know, if you're the place that delivers value and it's good food, good service, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think on the good food, good service side, there's definitely things. Automation is, is creeping in. Um, I've never preferred interacting with machines. One of the things I like the most is the human side of yeah. it. Um, but, you know, in some some areas, that's, I think us personally, in, in some 
in some markets, we have ways to, you know, where the market is asking for, you know, we just want food. Yeah. That's where you take the human interaction. As far as in our walls, yeah. we are going to hang on to humans as long as possible. Sure. I'm an advocate for, for humans. Yeah. Um, I like humans. You know, until the <laughs> so. machines capture me and imprison me, I'm all about the humans. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's, you know, I think another thing is, um, I mean, that's where the no waste thing really helps. Yeah. For us, you know, I got into it because I care. You know, I've mm-hmm. gotten, you know, I'm not like a farmer or a fisherman living off the land, but I'm just one layer away from that. Yeah. And, you know, the earth has given me a really good life mm-hmm. and I've got to do some, I've never had to, you know, I've got to do what I love. Yeah. It's amazing, you know, <clears throat> um, and that's because of what the earth's provided. So, sure. and, and I mean, dude, look at the state of things, you yeah, know, like, yeah. we, we got to change our ways. I mean, yeah. Even if we care about nothing except for our own survival, we got to start doing <laughs> yeah, things differently. Something's got to give. You yeah. know, I mean, you can close your eyes and yeah. you know read selective news, but <laughs> dude, it's hot out there. Yeah, yeah, it's hot out there. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't need a news channel to tell me that. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, all of that, you know, there's there's things in there that mm-hmm. that help. Yeah. You know, like one thing we want to do just to kind of like change people's thinking is yeah. in the smoothies in the morning is upcharge. For the banana peel to go in the smoothie nice. to set that kind of like, yeah. you know. This and, has and value. This b- is a b- thing that has value. Because yeah, we need those peels that. to make tacos yeah, out of. Right. You know, so to us, it does have value. Yeah. And that's um, that added value for the farmer, too, yeah. in different situations but in it, which you've done that. Everybody. So. You know, yeah. fishermen ideally could get more money for the whole fish if there's less $2 a pound pieces of that fish. Yeah. You know, then. So, you know, that, that's all kind of like built into yeah. our way of thinking. Um I mean, you definitely got to start managing things down to a, a finer, finer. I think it's such a delicate balance that rather than any one big thing, and mm-hmm. there's a few bigger things and a few smaller things, you just, it's like food itself. You got to worry about every little detail. Yeah. yeah. And you can find, you know, it's not like there's bigger prizes <clears throat> in there to try to make it. Yeah. You just got to look at everything and say, hey, where can we do better? You know, sure. one yeah. to 10. Yeah. I think I think I, I what you said there um, really kind of struck me a little bit because going through business school and studying um, you know automation and these big companies yeah. and everything I'm like oh my god I want to get these efficiencies in place and I want to take the humans out of it you know yeah. and I'm like look how efficient this is and then you know I was starting to think about kiosks for this uh-huh. project and I I probably a lot of people who are listening to this have seen this on Facebook I put a survey out mm-hmm. and a lot of people jumped in it was you know I probably got you know 75 respondents and talking about who wants automation mm. a lot of people don't even yeah. you know as far as age brackets i got a lot of feedback that nobody really wants the kiosks right and so i mean this is just what i was getting in that research that we did and it was really interesting because i talked to some of my um younger you know 19 and 20 year old servers you can say the m word what's that oh i didn't say it i didn't say the millennial (laughs) but i mean (laughs) i um and i talked to them i was like well i thought you guys like technology what's going on here why doesn't anybody want that they're like well you know we can uber eats like if we want food we're gonna uber eats it but instead we want experience you know Mm -hmm. and that kind of goes back to what you guys are saying like let's give everyone the best of what we have to offer and that's what's going to continue to support this industry is that you know stop thinking so much about efficiencies i mean efficiencies are great sure love them but let's need them to an extent to an extent of course but at the same time let's keep giving every piece of what we have to offer to them. And I think that's going to go a long way. And then again, on the, the zero waste and the disruption, you know, let's, how do we flip this industry? How do we do something really wacky? Um, Can I tell about the shiitake sliders or the, um, the sloppy joes? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I love this. (sighs) You know, talking about fake meats, um, 
we David wanted to make vegan sloppy joes, and so we used Garden or Gardein that okay. product, yeah. and it was delicious. He made this amazing product, and then he's like, "Well, how can I do this myself with something yeah. that is less, you know, not going to cost us as much, and sure. also going to use something we might be throwing away?" Yeah. And so he uses walnuts and shiitake stems. Yeah. So the 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 flavor, the texture, everything you did to make the sloppy joes were hands down like mm-hmm. the best sloppy joe I've ever yeah. had in my life. You know, even way back when when I still ate animal like a million yeah. years ago. You know, and this was so good, and this was something where we were using a product that yeah. would could have potentially been thrown away. I so that, it. to me, is the kind of thinking that needs to really yeah. kind of take place. Awesome. I love it. Um, I When you're talking about humans versus automation, yeah. I was talking to someone about this idea of like connecting to food. Yeah, It's a very broad idea. But they were like, what's the first thing you do when you're hungry? And I was like, for me personally, the first thing I do when I'm hungry is I leave the house and I yeah. go somewhere. Like I, I, I'm, tra- I'm trying to change it, but I really <laughs> right. don't. I normally I don't cook at home that yeah. much if it's just for me. If I'm cooking for yeah. other people, I will. But I'm like the first thing I do is I, I get in my car. Yeah. And I'm like I'm hungry. I get yeah. to go fix that. Yeah. And then I go where do I want to go? And I go I always go to some place that I know someone. Right. And it's like oh, okay I'm gonna that. go I'm gonna run down to Cowboy Star for their lunch service because. Homeboy Keith is working the bar. I'm like, I don't even drink, but like, I'm going to sit in his section at the bar and I'm going to get a salad from right. Cowboy Star, a vegetarian. You know, it's yeah. like, it's, it's irrelevant, like, what the concept is. Yeah. I'm after connection. I'm after, I want to see Keith. I, I, he just went to that sommelier thing. I want to catch up with him. And I'm going to sit there and eat my salad before I have to go somewhere else. And it's like, yeah, this idea of like, food is just transferring energy right and whether that's nutrients or whether that's that creativity from the chef or whether it's the animal you know it's it's all just energy being translated into whatever language we're using you know and right. i just got really philosophical it is so true like so true okay <laughs> logan's like um but i i really like that and i like actually i think you said like we have and i was like if you're cool with sharing and you said we have to share right and uh phil esteban actually was like we were talking about he's like i want to have like a symposium like he's like i want to like bring people from other industries because we're all interrelated you know and he's like so a lot of times it's just food people talking to food people he's like but like what can someone from nike teach us you know because like yeah right and it's uh, i like i love the way phil's mind works me too let's call nike like you know no that's great some kind of a a think tank or a collaborative effort because that's always the thought that went into my head and he said can i say bad words but i was like we need to open source this shit like we actually do like that was what popped into my head i was like oh can i say shit like you know but we really do in order to make the kind of progress and the kind of disruption we need to in this industry we all need to work together and that's again back to oceanside what I love about Oceanside is it's complete. Like everybody's just helping each other, supporting mm-hmm. each other, bringing our neighbor a fish or whatever, yeah. you know, a turnip. <laughs> like, right. I wanted to throw a plant in there. But yeah. I mean, that's what it is. That's what it has to be about. Because in order for us to grow and evolve, we have to support well, each other. And that will grow outward. And you know, yes. Oceanside isn't the only community like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. It's special. It's very special to us. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you get you get out. You've seen it. You yeah, know, you, yeah. We've seen it together in other cities. Totally. You know, like yeah. you know, you know that that is growing. Yeah. And I mean, when when all of that covers the globe. Yeah. Like, what's our right. society? You know. Yeah. Like, for sure. When I worked in Napa, uh, I worked at the French Laundry and Meadowood. We there was like a shortage of frise 
when I was there, <laughs> and we were always just borrowing frisee from each other. Yeah. Be like, can, hey, can you go to Meadowood? We need more frisee. And then the next day, they'd be like, oh, we we need more frisee. Mm-hmm. And it was always just like this regular, like kind of bi-weekly thing. Yeah. It was like, oh yeah, we we got the frisee this week, but we'll share. You know, it was like. But I remember so being like, cool. yeah, I'm like, yeah. do do we like charge them for that or like vice versa? Like, no, no, no it all no. comes around. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's frisee. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. Anyways, thanks so much for joining me, guys. That was really fun. <laughs> thanks for having us. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Um, I'm supposed to do the thing. And here we go. The thing. Um, so if you want to learn more about these lovely folks, visit them on Instagram at Wrench and Rodent or also at The Plot Restaurant. And to explore the San Diego food scene, head on over to DineLocalSD.com where we highlight restaurant menus and ongoing specials. And remember to stay connected with us on Facebook and Instagram at Dine Local SD for upcoming podcast guests and awesome giveaways. Speaking of awesome giveaways, we're going to do one for Wrench and Rodent. Oh, <laughs> so um, for anyone who's listening, make sure you either sign up for the Dine Local SD mailing list or start stalking our Facebook page. We will announce the contest uh, later today and you can win a $100 gift card to Wrench and Rodent. So cool. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. 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 Cool. Thanks. Thanks. If you guys enjoyed the podcast, please tell your friends and give us a rating on iTunes. Thank you.